0: K A L W. Uh, the new public health order that we're announcing will require San Franciscans to remain at home with exceptions only for essential outings. These measures will be disruptive to day to day life, but there is no need to panic. It's been more than 10 weeks since the Bay Area's shelter-in-place order went into effect, and we've been checking in regularly with some people to hear how they're dealing with these extraordinary times. This is Day by Day, KALW's Quarantine Diaries, Episode 10.
1: It is Day 67, and... I did see some of the CDC guidelines that they put out in order for schools to open back up. I don't know how they plan on doing all this. How do they plan on doing one teacher, 30 students with six feet of distance? Like it's a lot to think about. My son is eight, he just turned eight on Monday. There's no way he's gonna be able to be with a mask on all day, all day you're going to traumatize these kids and I'm usually pretty chill when it comes to most stuff just roll with the punches we'll figure it out but it's worrying me because how are we going to tell these kindergartners these first graders second graders third graders don't share anything what's the point the kids are going to be so focused on not touching each other and disinfecting and all this other stuff what are they there for to learn learn what I just don't see what's the point. Well, I can see the point. The point is because all the working class sends their kids to school and depends on school for us in order to work. So right now what's most important is opening up the economy and just disregard the health of the children, the teachers, everyone. So that's where my mindset is right now. Just thinking, okay, should I just homeschool him? I'm already not working. So I might as well just find something when all this opens back up that I can work at night and teach him during the day. But then I also have to think like, how am I gonna homeschool him and, you know, carry a job and me myself go back to school and keep the house in order and help my parents out. And it's just a lot, it's a lot.
2: It's day 68. My name is Meredith Mayer. I am co-owner of Six Rivers Brewery and have not enjoyed the quarantine as I've been working for the last 68 days. We are located in McKinleyville, California, in the heart of Humboldt County. Most of our guests, I would bet, are about 80% regulars. They're people in our community We also see lots of tourists in the high season between May and September, and are flooded with people from um, all over the world, but mainly regionally, the Bay Area and Oregon. So we want to see people come up here and enjoy all we have to offer, but now is, I don't think, the time for us to do that, and I think we just have to be patient Currently in Humboldt, we're seeing our first surge of positive cases and in a rural community with about 100 actual hospital beds and 22 ICU beds. I think, you know, in general, we're nervous about people coming from out of town and coming here and and bringing this virus into our communities. And in a town that's normally open arms and and we welcome tourists and in fact, you know, we are constantly working on, on building a bigger tourism base here. It's confusing for us, but certainly right now we're kind of saying, hey, these trees have been here for hundreds of thousands of years and, you know, they're not going anywhere. Just wait. Wait to come see them. We promise we'll be here when the time's right.
3: It's day 69. I just finished the vast majority of my final exams and my AP exams. The topic of conversation right now for me and my friends has deviated from coronavirus concerns and now we're just talking about ways we can still celebrate and be in each other's presence despite this pandemic, so things are starting to look up for us. But at the same time, there have been definitely a lot of complaints from my peers about missed proms, graduations and also additional worries that we won't be able to begin college a- like on campus next fall. The other day I was reading an article and they were talking about the senior class, people who are graduating now, like me and my friends. And this, this one professor, he argued that we should instead be changing the narrative and calling us the class that sacrifice. Um, because now it seems like everyone's just moping around because it seems like we're the class that lost everything. But I think calling us the class that sacrificed actually sounds so, so much more meaningful. It kind of symbolizes that we are a class that gave up some privileges in order to protect our community and to help our community move forward, which I think is a really beautiful narrative that I hope me and my peers will hold in our hearts.
4: Hi there, uh my name is Reese. Today is day I think seventy of the quarantine. At the end of the day on Tuesday I was feeling like a very minor um, sore throat kind of thing coming on, so which I didn't really think much about and but decided to be extra extra cautious and I decided to call my doctor and set up um an appointment to get tested for, um, COVID and that whole day still was going about my, my day is normal. And, and at, I think about 1230 that night got the results back and the results said that coronavirus was detected. I contacted all of my, uh, roommates and, you know, let them know to be extra careful in the morning. I basically bleached everything down that night just to be extra careful for them. And since then have been isolated uh, in my room. You know, before this all happened, um, coronavirus and everything seemed very distant. I mean, I I still haven't known uh, one person who's gotten it. But now, obviously, it's uh, really hit home. (laughs) It seems very real. I mean, in a way, it's kind of interesting to be now finally like part of this crazy pandemic that's affecting um, the entire world. Um, And I've kind of felt this strange sort of power of, you know, the power to kind of to stop at least this one branch. I still have no idea where I uh, even got it. Like like I said, I don't know anyone who's gotten it. Um, I mean, the only time I can think is maybe, you know, some jogger ran by or a bicyclist rode by without a mask on or, you know, I touched something in the grocery store that, um, you know, happened to have it on it and then touched my face or or something. But um, I really have no idea. And, yeah, so far I've been feeling... Pretty okay, actually. I mean, the only symptom I have really is just this kind of <clears throat> a little bit of a cough and like this, that dry cough. But otherwise, I've been totally fine. I haven't had a fever. Uh, every day, I'm pretty thankful that my immune system is doing its job.
5: <laughs> um, yeah. My name is Matt Schuster. I'm the chef and owner of Canela Bistro. It is day 70. Today uh, a trusted resource told me that it's looking like June 15th is going to be our first day where we can open. Now, whether we open on that day or not, our restaurant, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not going to rush to put us into a situation where, you know, we're not comfortable, the staff's not comfortable. But At some point, we need to, you know, jump in the pool with the best information that you have. So we've been talking about trying to put ourselves in the mindset of the diner and, you know, instead of putting somebody at a table meant for two, we would put them at a table meant for four, but like sitting on one side and then we would drop the food on the far side of their table. Um, and encourage them to grab the plates and put them in front of themselves, which you have you know, before is like w- would have been super rude. But now it's kind of like our version of keeping our distance from them and, and also intrude them from us, you know with all of this some people are going to find it weird and some people are going to find it um some people are going to be appreciative you know we were talking about like you know giving people like little paper bags to put their masks in when they when they sit down you know because it's like when you sit down under the table i guess what do you do with the dirty mask you know i got a couple of air purifiers to put in the restaurant um and who knows if that does exactly anything but um, you know, I think it puts people at ease that they are circulating and maybe droplets are getting sucked out of the air. But a lot of it's guesswork. and I mean, nobody wants to make people sick, you know, for sure. but like, you know, nobody wants to, you know, build out their business based on this kind of weird spot that we're in right now, because um, it's gonna change.-
6: It's day 71. I'm Lindsay. And I'm David. And we're new parents. We just put um, our daughter to bed. She just turned eight months about a week ago. So that's crazy to think about. Almost half
5: of her life done inside. Wow. It's definitely hard because, you know, our daughter's probably going to turn one underneath lockdown. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're just kind of wondering when, you know, they are going to be able to play again like her and her little friends and stuff in the mommy group so
6: it really bothers me that things are loosening up because it's we know that it's not safe um my parents texted me pictures of them at a winery and i got so livid like what are you doing they're like it's fine it's safe like it's no different than going to a grocery store and i'm like the grocery store is not safe I am trying to get my parents to rent an RV so that they can come and park in front of the house and and see Mila. And then my mom was trying to tell me, she's like, well, if we come with the RV, like, I'm not going to be able to not hold her. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to. I don't.
5: Will this wrap your mom in a garbage (laughs) bag?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
4: Uh, It's day 71.
6: Day 71.
4: I am currently quarantined in my room.
6: My partner, Reese, just tested positive for COVID a few days ago, and so I can't see him, only through his window on the second floor.
4: I have a bucket that I'm lowering outside of my window.
6: And I am about to deliver him some freshly baked cranberry walnut bread.
4: So I'm gonna go get my bucket now. Um, it's composed of a speaker cable tied to a uh, red, like, metal bucket that I was previously using as a trash can. So
6: I'm gonna get out of the car, I'm double parked right now, I'm gonna put on my mask.
4: All
6: right.
1: Hi Reese. Hi. Here goes the bucket.
4: Bucket's going down.
6: Okay,
4: the
7: bread is in
4: there. Thanks. It's a little slippery, but all right. I got my loaf of bread, fresh out of the oven, into the bucket, and into my house.
7: My name is Sophia Mitran. I'm from Los Gatos and I'm a fifth grader at Blossom Elementary. So on Memorial Day we went to this park that's usually crowded and there's only like a few people there like a, about I'm guessing at least 10 people there.
8: Yeah it was really deserted. We waited that long to go out because we weren't sure we were confused about what we were supposed to do and not supposed to do. You know, I think a lot of people stayed inside. There was a heat wave over the weekend, so we didn't go out during the day. And we would have been fried, like... Beans. Like eggs. Beans. Beans?
7: (laughs) Fried beans.
8: That doesn't make any sense.
7: You know, like refried beans. Oh, I see.
8: I have to say I felt conflicted. I didn't want to touch any surfaces. I was even afraid of sitting on a bench. I mean, you're not really gonna touch your butt, right? So. Yeah, but what if I touch the bench and then I I forget and I touch my face?
7: Well, there's like everyone's reminding you, don't touch your face! So like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't touch your face even if you touched the bench.
8: And what if someone who had COVID had climbed the rocks before us?
7: Well, it's what if, so. I mean, yeah, I guess it's pretty much possible, pretty possible. But, I mean, you can't just be freaked about every single thing you do.
4: It's day 73, I'm Reese. Um, currently my symptoms have gone down quite a bit I think, um, I mean my, my symptoms have never been super bad so, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell whether it's getting better or worse sometimes, I mean it's still such a mystery as to what all of it means or whether it could change into something else and I mean the idea always pops in my mind every once in a while that it could turn for the worst and and you know be really scary if something were to happen I wouldn't be able to see anybody or you know have any contact with anyone now, obviously I don't want to be on a ventilator or anything that would be awful I mean I have thought about whether I should make a will you know or something it's which is really is weird feeling um, I mean, it's not like I have a lot, (laughs) but, you know, I'm like, who would, who would want all my records? Would anybody want them? Is that just garbage? I don't know. Another thing I thought about is, yeah, whether I would want to be on a ventilator and whether I should tell people that, um, I guess it's, I haven't looked into it enough. I think I was gonna maybe do some more research into whether that is, you know, worth doing or not. When I think about all these kind of terrible possibilities that could happen or all the, the outcome of it, I mean, I, I still try and keep grounded in reality and, and remember that I'm still feeling good now and, and also now kind of realizing how far I've already come through this since my first symptoms. I mean, it's been almost eight days. Um, so that makes me feel a little more hopeful since like the normal recovery time is about 10 days. It's definitely made me a little more aware of the things that I appreciate, and and just reminded me to take care of myself, you know, mentally, and you know, even just remembering to like water my plants and things like that that I normally forget about because I'm um, running around all the time doing so much. Um, it's been good to take takes things slow and and you know not not always be rushing around and distracting yourself, but um, just try and really focus on the moment and, you know, remember that you're, you're okay in the moment.
0: Those are the voices of Lindsay and Dave Sherbarth, Hannah Nee, Stephanie Saravia, Reese Kolar, Sophia Mitra, Sarah Lai Sterland, Matt Schuster, and Meredith Mayer. The series is edited and produced by Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, and David Boyer. Special thanks to Christopher Agusa, Joshua Sorotiak, Holly J. McDeed, and Lee Romney for contributing. Thanks for listening. For KALW, I'm Hannah Baba.